Welcome to Auto Success, the podcast, where each week we present ideas, tips, and strategies from automotive industry leaders that you can put to use today for your sales success. Now here's your host, Thomas Williams. Welcome listeners to Auto Success, the podcast. We're speaking with Marsh Bice, sales manager of Mark Dodge Chrysler Jeep. We last spoke with him in episode 427, and today we'll be talking about staying positive in a negative situation. Welcome back to the podcast, Marsh. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Hey, Thomas. Thanks for having me back again. Just when you think we couldn't know more about Marsh, the man, we have yet another auto success under the hood question to gain insight to you as a person, Marsh. Tell us, if you could pick a superpower, what would it be and why? You know, Thomas, that is probably one of the best questions you've asked. Um, and, uh, you know, this one really got me to thinking. And, and normally, normally, I guess I would answer speed, you know, because it would be nice not to have to commute to work or if I could zap in for my children or just zap in for a TO. But, you know, the superpower I would choose would be omnilingualism. And what that is, is it's the ability to understand and speak any foreign language there is. No language barrier, just straight action. Uh, and I would love to be able to do that. Of course, it would come in handy also when I'm uh, getting my feet done at the nail shop. I would understand what they're, what they're saying about my feet. They say you learn something new every day, and I have now learned a new word, omnilingism. Very interesting and beneficial choice, Marsh, and, and now I'm very curious about your feet, but maybe we'll visit that in the next under the hood question. But for now, let's talk about the superpower of staying positive during tough times. How can a person hold on to their enthusiasm or positivity environments where negativity might be the norm? Well, Thomas, I always like to say this. If, if you didn't eat, obviously you'd starve. And, um, you, you, you know, when, when you do eat, you have to eat some foods that are, that are used for now. Some are stored for muscle. And then, and then others are stored for later. And so the reason why we lose our enthusiasm and positivity, uh, positivity in this business is because we're starved, Thomas. We're, we're malnourished. See, remember when you first got into this business, you were full of positivity. And so when you started, everybody was, it was peace, love, and soul. You were a hippie on the blacktop and you loved everybody and everybody had the potential to buy and they could come back and you weren't concerned with credit scores or what they owed or any of that stuff. You just, you got out. After it, but the problem is, is you 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 got all this mounting negativity and all this rejection, but you're not inoculating yourself. You're not refueling your body, and so what you've got to do is you really, especially in this business, Thomas. Aside from anything else, I mean, this is a business where you have to fail more in order to succeed, and th- this is why most people can't cut it out in the business is because the rejection just gets so big and mounts so heavy that they end up just it just crushes them. So what I always encourage you to do is, is you got to take, you have to refuel yourself and bombard yourself with positive, meaningful information. So that comes with a, a host of free things. So uh, podcasts, books, blogs, um, you can get a library card, get a, get a book from, from, uh, from a friend, whatever, but, and you've got to constantly feed yourself positive things. You know, there was a good book, Thomas, that I read a while back called Give and Take, and I think it became a, ba- a bestseller. It's by Adam Grant. And he talks about teacher burnout. And Thomas, the reason why uh, many people or many teachers were burning out is because they lost their notion that what they were doing was long- no longer significant and didn't make a difference. And so understand what you do 
makes an impact in people's lives. We're many people's first, and I think we forget about that. Because of us, they remembered their first car. To this very day, every single one of us on the call can remember the first car we ever drove. As a matter of fact, you probably start smirking when you hear that, and your mind will, will instantly go back to that day. Or, or the first time that, that, that you were able to drive to prom, the road trips, the family vacations. When, when, when somebody gets a raise or they get an inheritance or whatever, what's the first thing they do, Thomas? They come see us. So don't ever forget the impact and the residue we leave on so many people's lives. So feed your mind, be your best friend, and do not forget that, that, that what you're doing it makes a tremendous impact on others. Marsh, what are some attitude-draining traps and mindsets that someone should be on guard against that might sneak up on them without them realizing? Good question. Uh, let's see. It'd be two things, Thomas. It'd be news and huddles. So number one, stay away from the news. I'm not saying that you don't know what's going on, that you don't be in the know, but don't be consumed by it. Misery sells, and that's exactly what they're feeding you. So look, the way I tell everybody is I don't watch the news. I stay a little bit uh, in, in the know, but I know this, Thomas. When everybody takes off running, I'm going to take off running too. I got enough people around me to tell me how bad things are. So I stay away from the news. The second thing is, is stay out of the darn huddles. It's not normally good news that's going around in the ring. So it's, it's, it, normally it's this, it's, it's, it's how out of touch management is. It's how you hate the owner's commercials, uh, as well as we, we all commiserate on the, the, the latest worst customer that we had. And, and then what happens is we start one up in each other. So rarely Thomas is anyone giving you uh, advice on how to sharpen your skills because there's three types of people plus you in the ring. And those, those three types is the first one is the, the back in the day guy, right? The guy who talks back in the day, we used to do this. And then you have the other person who feels like they should have been a manager, but it's just the injustice of it all. And they were passed over. And then the third type of person is the person that just sees the wrong and everything. It doesn't matter how right anything is, everything is wrong. So you may feel, and eventually you're going to be one of those three, if not all three. So hanging around people like that. So you may feel, Thomas, that you're mentally strong enough to repel those negative thoughts, but you're not. Always t- caution my guys, uh, my salespeople, be careful who's piss- pissing in your fish tank. And what I mean by that is our fish tank is our mind. And what happens is, is we let people just come up and, and piss in our tank. And what happens is it, it infects our thoughts. And, and then when it infects your thoughts, then it infects your speech. When it infects your speech, then it infects your walk. And when it affects your walk, it infects your actions. and affects everything else that you do. So stay away from the news and the huddles. And on the other side, what are some ways a person could positively affect their surroundings? Well, Thomas, be the example. It's really easy. Uh, I mean, it's, it's easier said than done, of course, but be the change you'd like to see. I mean, that's what Gandhi says. And, and, and I think, I think too often we're, we're just arm, armchair quarterback in life. You know, we sit in, in the big chair and say, well, you know, if this was happening, I could do this, but look, go to work, uh, and, and go to work, not only working on yourself, but then working with your customers as well and keep inching the bar higher, Thomas. You know, we, here's the thing. We always want others to set the bar for us. And if we do, and, and, and our analogy is, well, if they do this, then I'll do that. No, it's not about that. You set your own bar. Uh, set your own bar, set your own goals, set your own aspirations, and then, Thomas, you fight like hell to get there. Trust me, others will see your focus, and they'll gravitate towards you. Describe the difference between envy and jealousy, Marsh. How can a salesperson harness one and avoid the other? Wow, that's, that's a good one. 
Okay. Envy, look at it like this. Envy is a vehicle and jealousy is an island, Thomas. And so envy is a good thing um, because envy, it's a form of displeasure. And so if you don't like something, you ride along with it the whole time you're traveling, you're tinkering, you're improving, you're manufacturing the change you like to see. So if you're envious of, of, of the, the, the shape someone is in or the number of cars they sell, then what you'll do, Thomas, is you set out on a journey to change that displeasure to pleasure. You change that displeasure uh, into a feeling uh, and and then which corresponds into seeing and then taking the action to, to see the positive results. But on the other side of it is if you're a jealous person, see, jealous people, uh, if, if you're jealous of how a person looks at their success, uh, then what happens is, Thomas, you're resentful. And so what you do is you actually set up your own island. It's a self-imposed island. So what you do is you set out to justify how, you know, they have good genes or, you know, well, you know what, they don't have three kids to work about so they can go to the gym anytime they want to. They use all these excuses. Their spouse is a chef. Uh, you know, if they're a top producer, they say, oh, they're fed all the house cheese. Are they smooth, smooth to get this big account? You're resentful of the results, but the problem is, Thomas, you won't put forth the effort. It's as if you're on an island of mediocrity and you see the ships passing by, the, the, the ships of, of, of possibilities, to, and they're passing by to save you, Thomas, yet you won't even leap into the shallow waters to cross the, ta- the chasm toward change. Can you describe the technique of mirroring when it comes to sales? What is it and why is it effective? And what should a salesperson do and not do when the customer is rude, dismissive, or otherwise negative? Well, we're, we're equipped with uh, mirror neurons. And so in short, we mirror each other. And, and so, you know, my question always is, is who's doing the mirroring? So, because Thomas, if, if, if someone comes in and it's, it is just like you, or they're really easy to get along with, well, hell, the mirroring's easy to do. But what do you do when you have a negative customer, rude, dismissive customer? So generally, we mirror those people too. And so we mirror their snarkiness, their rude comments. And what happens is, is to, to protect ourselves, we end up costing ourselves so much money because what happens is when you mirror those kind of negative behaviors, basically what you're doing is you're justifying what they were already feeling. And so when you are fine that you're in this type of situation, number one, tell yourself inside, you know what, this guy is scared. I get some of the meanest, nastiest Cajun, you know, because I'm down here in South Louisiana. These guys come rolling up, and they're just barking. And you know what? Inside, I say, man, he's scared. He sure is a big old boy to be scared. I tell that inside myself because what happens is it puts me at ease. It, It relaxes me, and then I say, who's doing the mirroring? And it's so important. It's these times that you become the mirror and let your customer reflect off of you. You stay positive. You smile. You stay professional. Look, you're not for everybody, Thomas. But one thing you don't want to be is the one to confirm a negative, uh, a customer's negative beliefs. So what I encourage you to do is you do the mirroring and you set the tone instead. Marsh, if you could suggest only one book for a salesperson to read to positively affect their outlook, what would it be and why? Well, I think that I think the easy most salespeople don't well most people, but most salespeople don't like to read. So, if I were to encourage you one book for our business, it would be called Go for No. Yes is the destination, and No is how you'll get there. And it's by Andrea Waltz, W A L T Z. Um, you can find it on Kindle. You can find it on Amazon. It's not a very thick book at all. Um, it's a it's a it's basically a pretty quick read. Some people can read it in a day if you're a fast reader, but you know what? If you're a slow reader, you can, which I am, you can probably read it in a week. 
but essentially, it's a recalibration of sorts, Thomas, that, that you view no uh, as a failure toward success. And so the more no's you stack, the more yeses you'll find. And finally, what one idea would you like to leave our listeners with today? Thomas, Will Rogers said, even if you're on the right track, you will get run over if you just sit there. So many of us uh, will be going to conferences and seminars this, this spring, but then you come home with all kinds of new ideas and revelations, and then you just sit on the tracks. So my encouragement is this, whether you go to a seminar or you're at the safety of your own home trying to prove yourself, man, just do something, no matter how small or insignificant you think it may be, because here's, here's the thing. The very fact that you're bold enough to stand up and walk down your track, Thomas, even when you stumble and you get busted up at times, when you're weak and weary, and, and, and yet you take one more step, keep moving forward. We're all on a journey. Some of us accept our lot in lives, while others, like you, you're the track walker, and you're willing to put it all on the line and risk it all to find your new destination. Always great approaches and strategies to life, Marsh. Thanks for sharing how to stay positive. Thanks, Thomas, for having me back. Our guest today has been Marsh Bice, sales manager of Mark Dodge Chrysler Jeep. For more information about his dealership, visit markdodge.net. Thanks for listening to Auto Success, the podcast. For information about Auto Success, look us up at autosuccessonline.com, where you'll find previous episodes, our blog, online versions of our past issues, and many more success-driven solutions available for free. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about this show or future shows, email us at podcast at autosuccessonline.com. Now make it a successful day.